Hello, this is David Thompson coming to you from the Fraser Valley in British Columbia on October the 2nd of 2015. After a very brief meditation of about 12 minutes on <clears throat> the book of Psalms chapter in the chapter 79, <clears throat> I will read this psalm. A psalm of Asaph, O God, the heathen are come into thine inheritance. Thy holy temple have they defiled, they have laid Jerusalem on heaps. The dead bodies of thy servants have they given to be meat unto the fowls of heaven, the flesh of thy saints unto the beasts of the earth. Their blood have they shed like water round about Jerusalem, and there was none to bury them. We are become a reproach to our neighbors, a scorn and a derision to them that are around about us. How long, Lord, wilt thou be angry forever? Shall thy jealousy burn like fire? Pour out thy wrath upon the heathen that have not known thee, and upon the kingdoms that have not called upon thy name. For they have devoured Jacob and laid waste his dwelling place. O remember not against his former iniquities. Let thy tender mercy speedily prevent us, for we are brought very low. Help us, O God of our salvation, for the glory of thy name, and deliver us and purge away our sins for thy name's sake. Wherefore should the heathen say, Where is their God? Let him be known among the heathen in our sight by the revenging of the blood of thy servants which is shed. Let the sighing of the prisoner come before thee according to the greatness of thy power. Preserve thou those that are appointed to die and render unto our neighbors sevenfold into their bosom their reproach, wherewith they have reproached thee, O Lord. So we thy people and sheep of thy pasture will give thee thanks forever. We will show forth thy praise to all generations. <clears throat> I am beginning to start just doing brief messages that are daily as well as longer weekly messages. And today in the casting of lots was this psalm, Psalm 79. So what is God saying by his spirit to his people, to the body of Christ in regards to this psalm? He is speaking of restoration, that he wants to restore his temple. I'm talking about the temple that Paul describes when he says that we are built together as living stones for an habitation of God through the Spirit. The reason the heathen could enter the temple of God and could be allowed to bring such terrible tragedy upon the very people of God, even upon those that lived holy lives that were called saints. Why? It was because they had turned away from God. The temple was allowed to have, as it were, the money changers inside of the temple. Remember what Christ said and what he did. He made a whip 
And he went into the temple with great anger and turned over the money changers' tables and said, Make not my house a house of merchandise. My God says my house is to be a house of prayer. When people lose the genuine fear of God, which is the reception in our heart by the choice of right recognition of who God in reality is, it is the choice to recognize and receive the holiness of God And out of that also comes the recognition for the utter need of God's mercy. And in perceiving the greatness of God's mercy to us out of the holiness of God comes the recognition of the love of God, that he could actually forgive us. As Christ said and gave the example of the Pharisee, the Pharisees that says, I thank God I tithe three times a day and fast three times a week. And I'm not like that publican over there. And the publican buried his face into the ground and beat his breasts and cried from the depths of his heart and said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And Christ said, that man, the publican, went justified before God because he truly recognized his guilt out of the recognition first of the holiness of God, that instead of being offended at the consequences of our God's holiness, came under conviction and received the recognition that he deserved the judgment of God. And therein also recognized that in the holiness of God, there is wholeness for only the holiness of God protects and guards against all corruption so that what can only be is whole. And that goes for our own soul. When we acknowledge the black hole of emptiness that we are trying to fill with the temporal things of this world, the material things that have crept into the house of God, so that people are making merchandise out of the things that are to be free gifts from God. And they are given to material gain as a priority and to the gods of amusement. And the result is the judgment of God. Yes, judgment must first begin at the house of God. And if it begins with us, what will be the end of those that do not know God? And in this case, we see the judgment began at the house of God. But as they were brought through the judgments of God to be cornered to the place of recognizing the holiness of God and of their deception to be offended at the holiness of God and channel that offense in false teachings and justifications that allowed for them to enshrine in the name of God the gods of materialism and pleasure and idleness. 
then God could again turn and have mercy on his people. And so we see in this passage, what God is about to do in this hour is also bring the body of Christ to the place where they recognize their utter need to repent of not having the fear of God, to repent of not making his house a house of prayer. It's not enough to complain that the pre-service prayer meetings have hardly any people coming. The leadership should be causing the very meeting itself to begin in prayer and to become a place of prayer and of utter reverence of whose presence we are in so that we are not conscious of the leaders, but conscious of Christ the head in our midst far more than any individual. Then his headship can come down into the body of Christ. And so also God is calling his people to repent of not allowing his headship to fully dwell over his body, to fully inhabit his body, He is calling the body of Christ today to try out, and to repent, to humble themselves, to pray and to seek his face and to turn away from their wicked ways. Then he will heal them and restore them under his headship, under the wings of his healing presence as a hen gathers her chickens and they will know his protection under the wings of his presence. And this also goes to people's lives individually when they are walking in a true and a genuine and in a pure love relationship with God. It brings the presence of God not only to infill them with the fullness of the Holy Spirit, but to overshadow them with his protective presence. The angel of the Lord encompassed about those that fear him, the word of God says. Yes, there is the sighing of the prisoner that is talked about here. In verse 11, let the sighing of the prisoner come before thee. According to the greatness of thy power, preserve thou those that are appointed to die. We should be identifying with those that are being persecuted. Earlier in this passage of scripture, or I should say in this week, I received a message on the fact that it is so easy to be at ease in Zion and not to identify with those that are being persecuted. I believe that passage of scripture as I scan for it right now was probably Amos chapter 6. I'm pretty sure it was Amos chapter 6. I can briefly turn to it as I close this message off. Amos chapter 6. Ooh boy. Takes a bit sometimes to find these things. Chapter 6. 
Turning to Amos chapter 6. It says, Woe to them that are at ease in Zion and trust on the mountain of Samaria, which are named chief of the nations to whom the house of Israel came. And it goes on to say this. You put far away the evil day and cause the seat of violence to come near. You lie upon beds of ivory and stretch yourselves upon couches and eat the lambs out of the flock and the calves out of the midst of the stall. You chant to the sound of the viol and invent to yourselves instruments of music like David. You drink from wine bowls and anoint yourselves with the chief ointments, but you are not grieved for the affliction of Joseph. Therefore now shall they go captive with the first that go captive. God is calling us to recognize the utter responsibility that we are our brother's keeper. We should be grieved at those that are believers that are being martyred at this time, that are losing their homes, their families, and their living, and doing those things that are necessary to help them. And if we're not, are we any different than those that received the judgment of God upon them, even though they were even saints. May God help us as the body of Christ to be mindful of how important it is that we are those that are our brother's keeper and that he is calling us to the restoration of all things. And as the temple of God is restored through repentance in the things that I have mentioned, spiritually we become those that are living stones that allow his presence to inhabit us in marriage as a bride to the bridegroom that infuses us corporately with his authority to bring his purposes to be released upon the earth as the body of Christ, to tear down strongholds and also as individuals. May we remember the hour we are living in and be those that are ready to cast off all that is less than what God would be jealous for. He will not have anything less than a bride that is pure and spotless. Denominationalism must be repented of. On forgiveness towards one another, the failure to receive one another as Christ receives us in fervent love and fellowship when we repent. And to even reach out in mercy to those that refuse to repent and have offended us deeply, acknowledging our faults before them in order to bring them to the place of conviction and repentance and to receive them always without condoning their sin. May God bless you. The more we recognize the greatness of his mercy and love to us out of the fear of God, 
the more we will have that same reverence and fear for one another and love for one another that overcomes all the partitions of unforgiveness and hardness and indifference to come together prepared for his coming. May the trumpet be blown of awakening in your heart. And in the body of Christ, may you bring that awakening by blowing the trumpet of the sword of the Spirit forth out of your mouth as words of life and light into the hearts of those who have been deceived into the paths of corruption and darkness, that they may turn and be saved. God bless you.